She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Episode 16. A night of fright is no delight. In this episode, Scooby-Doo is named in the will of an eccentric millionaire whose life he saved years earlier. However, to claim the inheritance, Scooby and the other four heirs must spend the night in the deceased isolated mansion, which they quickly learn is haunted by not one, but two malevolent ghosts who are picking off the heirs one by one. <sighs> its original air date was Saturday, January 10th, 1970. We have our opening sequence, and then we get our animated title cards. Scooby-Doo, where are you? A Night of Fright is no delight. And then we see this spooky-looking mansion atop this rocky crag of an island. It's basically like the island is basically just like this rocky outcropping sticking out of the water. And then there's a few other smaller ones around it. But otherwise, it's totally isolated on a dark sea. Creepy. Probably not a good place to build a mansion either. But anyway, Mm -mm. the sky is a dark gray mass of clouds and lightning lights the sky. We pan across the dark waters and we see a small craft heading towards the mansion. It's the gang in Fred's yacht, or at least the yacht that Fred usually has access to. Because he's, I don't know if you drive a yacht or you pilot a yacht, whatever he's doing, he's got the steering wheel thing in his hands. And as they head towards several rocky outcroppings, which kind of seems like a bad idea in the stormy weather, but anyway, Daphne says they sure picked a creepy place to read a will and a creepy night too, Velma adds. And then Shaggy says that Scooby would have to go and inherit a fortune. And Scooby's like, I'm Murray. And then Fred <laughs> says it was quite a story. It even made the papers. But since he's too busy piloting the yacht, Velma reads from the newspaper instead of Fred. It's a dog named an inheritance. Eccentric millionaire Colonel Beauregard Sanders leaves a million dollars to four relatives and a dog named Scooby-Doo. But then not to be outdone, Fred like just ignores the stormy sea and the rocky outcroppings and like leans over and like finishes reading the story out of the newspaper. Not even looking at like the water. Scooby-Doo had rescued old Beauregard from a fishing pond several years before and was remembered in his will. And then Shaggy, who actually kind of doesn't look really happy that his like <laughs> dog is inheriting a bunch of money and sounds kind of crabby. He's like, I wish I'd remembered and not come along. He's like, there's no telling what's waiting for us tonight. And then the camera closes in on the spooky mansion and the thunder and lightning are all. So then the gang stands at the front doors of the mansion and it looks pretty bad, like dilapidated and like kind of surprising that it hasn't just fallen into the sea at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's rough looking. It's probably the roughest looking place we've seen. Yeah, like rotting wood, missing like boards and stuff, just broken in places. And as the camera pans upward, we can see ivy and hanging moss covering the walls and the ironwork is all bent and warped. And then from a window on the top story, a shadowy figure can be seen before stepping away and the curtain falls back into place. (sighs) So back at the front doors, one of the doors opens to reveal a man is like, oh, you made it. And he's spooky looking and kind of he's got that spooky butler voice, which Mm -hmm. I don't know, sounds spooky. And he tells them to bring in the dog because the others are all waiting inside. So the other um, inheritors, what is the word for that? Heirs. I was using heirs. heirs as user. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot think of the word for a minute. I was like, wait, what is that called? Um, yeah, the other heirs are all waiting inside. So inside, there's a portrait of the colonel, and he's sitting with his military saber slightly askew, and it's above a huge, dark fireplace. So Colonel Beauregard Sanders, he kind of looks like if his KFC namesake and Captain Crunch had a spooky baby that then grew up into an old man and fought in the Civil War. So, and interestingly, considering later developments, his uniform in the portrait could probably pass for either blue or gray, depending on which one you were primed to think it was ahead of time. It definitely looks closer to blue in this portrait to me, but, you know, your vision may vary. So we find out the spooky guy who entered the door is Cause Good Creeps. He is the attorney of the late Colonel Sanders. His partner, Mr. Crawls, was unable to attend tonight's proceedings. And Shaggy is like, creeps and crawls? They sure picked the right lawyers for this job. Velma's like, shh, quiet. And so then Mr. Creeps holds up a record, and he's like, the colonel was very odd, and his only instructions were that I play this recording for you. So the record is actually the colonel himself reading the contents of his will. So in case the name Beauregard, or the moniker and probably fake rank of Colonel wasn't a clue. Colonel Sanders is Southern and opens the recording with greetings y'all. And then he says the names of his heirs and the camera pans across each one. So there's cousin simple who looks like his namesake and then nephew normal who is noticeably older than cousin simple despite being a nephew. So anyway. Sweet cousin Maldehyde who kind of looks like a stereotypical old Spencer and is probably named Maldehyde after like from Maldehyde because she's all yeah. Sucked in, and then cousin Slicker, who like the rest of them matches his moniker, and he's got like a twirly villain mustache, and then my old friend Scooby Doo, and Scooby is like sitting in a chair like a human, and he's got like a big shit eating grin on his face. He's just like, mm. anyway. <laughs> so then the recording gets down to the nitty gritty, as the colonel calls it. They will each inherit an equal portion of one million dollars. So provided they're all there, that would be 200000 each. Mm-hmm. But the caveat is they have to spend the night in the family mansion. And Velma's like, that shouldn't be too difficult. But then on the tape, well, I guess on the record, the colonel tells them that the mansion is haunted. And Scooby gulps and is like, haunted? Yes, haunted, the recording replies. If anyone doesn't stay... Their portion will be given to the others. So, you know, if there's only two people left, each of them get 500,000, et cetera, et cetera. Then the colonel wishes them pleasant dreams, y'all, and laughs like slightly spooky. And then the recording ends and Scooby gulps some more. And Cause Good Creeps is like, that was it. So he's going to leave and he'll return to the island in the morning to see who remains, if any. And then he laughs, and it's definitely spooky and actually kind of sinister sounding. And mm. the clock strikes 10. And Cousin Slicker basically is like, well, it's 10 o'clock. I suggest we all turn in. So then Scooby is holding his jaws together to keep his teeth from chattering, and he is scared. And Fred is in his pajamas, and he's in bed, and he's reading a book. And he tells Scooby to relax. They'll spend the night with him. It'll be fine. And Shaggy's in a nightshirt and slippers and a nightcap. And he's sitting at the small table, but before bed, he's going to eat one of his super shaggy sandwiches that he pulls from a lunch sack that honestly could never hold the sandwich. Like the sandwich is way bigger than the sack when he pulls it out. Mm-hmm. And then Scooby's wearing a bathrobe and slippers, got four slippers, one for each paw. 
and he heads off to take a bath. He's got like a little towel around his neck and everything's all. He goes in there and then Scooby's in the bathtub and he's only in there like he just barely got in there. And then Fred is like, hurry it up, will you, Scoob? We're going to go to bed. So Scooby's like scrubbing his back with a back brush and he's got like a bar of soap in his other hand. And then he like rubs the brush on it and then he brushes his teeth with it. Mm, okay. And then as he's doing that, we see behind him a section of the tile opens up and reveals this hooded ghost-faced phantom. <gasps> but it closes before Scooby can go back for more soap on the brush. So he's like got his eyes closed and he's brushing his teeth and we see the tile and goes up and we see the phantom's face. So then he's like going for more soap and he's getting ready. I don't know if he's going to do his armpits or what he's going to use now. But then as he's doing that, the entire wall behind him like slides up and the tub with Scooby-Doo in it slides back into the empty space. And then the tub itself slides back in. It's still full of water, but Scooby is gone. <gasps> oh, no. Mm-hmm. So we see Scooby howling for help and he's sliding down a coal chute. And then he lands in a pile of coal. And there's maniacal laughter and the clanging of chains. And what looks like the shadow of the phantom we saw in the bathroom appears on a wall and heads towards Scooby. And Scooby runs, of course. And he runs. Like, apparently, he's gotten back up to the room. So he opens the door to the room and he's panting. And Fred is like, Scooby, I thought you were taking a bath. And Scooby tells them the story that the tub tipped him into a chute down to the basement. And there was a spooky chain rattling phantom. And Fred's like, Scooby, you've got to be kidding. So they go to check the tub and the tub is bolted down and the feet are actually like covered in cobwebs. So it doesn't look like it's moved at all. So neither Fred nor Shaggy believe him. And they're like, well, it's time to go to sleep. So Scooby pulls the plug in the drain and lets the tiny bit of water still in the tub go down. And then he just sighs because he knows what happened. But no one believes him. Yep. And then it's commercial. So when Scooby returns and opens the door, Fred is in his PJs reading in bed like we saw him last time. But then when he says Scooby must be kidding, he's actually in his regular clothes with his little ascot and everything. <laughs> but then when he go back to check the tub, he's back in his pajamas. So obviously animation error, right? You can change his clothes and change him back. And then and again, another animation error, I'm assuming, because when the tub comes back in, it was full of water. But Scooby says the tub tipped backwards, and that's how he ended up in the slide chute. That and the tiny amount of water that's left in the tub that Scooby lets out at the end of the scene mm -hmm. would suggest the tub coming back without Scooby, but full of water was also an error. It probably should have come back without water, but they right. like lifted the Scooby part out and left the water part in. So, yep. I love it, but I'm still going to pick up the mistakes. Too bad. Scooby. It's okay. You yep. can, I mean, that's part of what we're doing, right? We're talking about it, and that means pointing out when things are weird. Yeah. I mean, oh, in animation, that kind of stuff happens way more. I mean, oh, yeah. when, that, when that kind of stuff happens in real life, it's like continuity errors or someone just like messes up, like straight up. Not that these aren't mess up, right? They're animation mess ups, but yeah. It's but it's also common. harder to fix an animation mess up because once it's animated, like that's a pain in the butt to read. <laughs> yeah, especially because, well, especially because nowadays most of the animation stuff is done like overseas and then comes back. And, uh, yeah, so. So we come back from the commercial and the clock strikes midnight. I guess clocks don't do that. Da -dong. I'm not going to do it 12 times, though, so you're okay. So it's been two hours since they all went to bed. And then we see the door of the clock open. Almost like it's like Batman's secret entry to the Batcave. But instead of Batman coming out, it's the shadow of the Phantom. And he's all, Whoa! and his chains are all clanging. And it is literally a shadow. Like, we don't see the Phantom itself. We see the shadow. 
though the shadow itself is kind of greenish and the eyes and mouth glow as a shadow, which is strange. Anyway, it moves along a wall and goes up the stairs. And then we see it moving down a hallway. And it's not stopped laughing or clinging its change this whole time. Yeah, it's, it's very loud. If people yeah, are trying it's very to sleep, loud. I mean, shadow phantom. Yes. So then we get a shot from inside a room and a door opens and we see the shadow creeping across the floor. And Cousin Simple is in bed and he's snoring. But then he stops and he's like, oh, he starts shivering with fear. So he must see the phantom. And he does because then we see the phantom shadow is cast on the ceiling and is laughing and chain clinging. Ghost. <laughs> yeah. So two doors open in the hallway and Fred and Shaggy look out of one and Velma and Daphne look out of the other. And Shaggy's like, what was that? And Velma doesn't know, but it came from Cousin Simple's room. So Velma, Fred, Daphne, Cousins Maldehyde and Slicker, Shaggy and Nephew Normal stand behind Simple's empty bed. And Normal holds Simple's nightcap. And he says, poor cousin, all that's left of him is his nightcap. And Cousin Slicker tisks and is like, what a shame. But he kind of sounds like he knows he just got an extra 50000 added to his inheritance. So he doesn't sound that disappointed. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, that's too bad, kind of actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a shame that he's gone and won't get his portion. Darn. <laughs> and then Fred finds a message written on a dusty mirror. It says, the first is gone. The rest will go. Unless you leave the island and row, row, row. And it's signed phantom shadow with a fancy little curly cue at the end and it kind of looks like the word shadow was a kitty and like the curly cue would be his little tail yeah it's kind of cute yeah anyway velma reads the message out loud which tori just stated for us so we're not gonna do it again and shaggy's like phantom shadow then you were right scooby well, i don't know what voice that was but anyway <laughs> and then cousin slicker has like fancy peak striped pajamas and like a and his collar's all popped on him like he's a preppy or something. He's wearing like matching nightcap. It's all jaunty and like pink and then like hot pink trim. Like very, yeah. He suggests they all go back to their rooms and lock their doors. Velma and Daphne are the only two people who have not changed for bed. They're in their regular clothes. Everyone else is in pajamas or nightshirts. Mm -hmm. so that was kind of weird. Yeah. I'm guessing they had to rush to get dressed when they heard the noise and maybe got confused oh, so about they what they naked? should be wearing. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying Maybe. it's a possibility. That's true. Yeah. Surprisingly, my mind did not go there. Um, <laughs> did not even think about that, which seems an oddity. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> so then in Scooby's bed, the gang has made a dummy of Scooby-Doo. It's not really convincing. It's kind of made like out of a piece of wood with like some tape on it. And then I think like a mini watermelon and like some carrots and like an olive it's not doesn't and anyway velma says it looks just like scooby-doo which tells us that she needs to go update her prescription because she's yes. not seeing good even with her glasses poor velma anyway daphne asks freddie if he's sure this plan will work and he's like sure it will we left the door unlocked so when the phantom shadow comes in to grab scooby we'll grab him and then velma's like except for shaggy and scooby and then we see they're clinging to like a drain pipe outside the window. And Shaggy's like, I can't think of a safer place. And Scooby's like, <laughs> and so um, Shaggy's been like hitting the bong because I don't think that like hanging outside from a ratty looking drain pipe is like the safest place you could hide. But anyway, no, yeah, definitely not. And the camera pans up the janky looking drain pipe 
And from a window, the phantom, who's translucent and not a shadow, pushes the pipe and it comes off the wall. And then Shaggy and Scooby scream and cry and sway back and forth in front of the window. So Velma reaches out to help them. But then she's pulled out the window instead and screams. Her scream is amazing in the scene, too. It is so (laughs) perfect. It is awesome. Anyway. And so all three of them are clutching the pipe as it goes back and forth. And Fred and Daphne run to the window and they watch as the pipe finally falls over, snapping the edge off the rocky cliff the mansion is on and it falls towards the sea. But fortunately, the length of the pipe exactly matches the height from the mansion to a cave near sea level on the rocky isle. So instead of falling into the sea or smashing against the cliff face, Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma all tumble into the cave. Ooh, that was very, lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Almost like it was planned that way. Possible. <laughs> I don't know. So then as the three of them walk through the cave, Shaggy's like, where are we? And Velma says it appears to be some kind of secret entrance under the mansion. And Scooby's like whistling nervously. And then he sees what looks like footprints. And Shaggy says they must be the phantom shadow's footprints. And that means he's down there. And Velma says if he's really a phantom, then he wouldn't leave footprints. So she says they're going to follow them and that Shaggy is going to lead the way. And Shaggy's like, what if the phantom shadow grabs me? And Velma's like, well, that's just a chance I'll have to take. And then she tells him to be brave and lead the way. And so Shaggy like goes to lead the way and he's like chanting this little mantra. He's like, gotta be brave. I gotta be brave. And he keeps going. And then he's like, I gotta be some kind of nut. And he turns and he runs. But then Velma like grabs his hands so, like his feet are spinning as he's trying to run, but he's not going anywhere because she's holding him in place. And she says, he's going to be brave no matter how chicken he is. Mm. I thought that scene was kind of cute. <laughs> it's cute. I don't know. Yeah. So then they continue following the footprint, but Velma is leading this time. And the footprints lead right into this sort of like storage area full of like Civil War relics. Apparently the colonel was a collector, Velma says. Uh-huh. Um, and it goes without saying that all the items are from the Confederacy, flags and red and blue drums and barrels full of rifles and swords and bayonets and cannons and stacks of cannonballs. And then Shaggy finds a wagon full of gray uniforms and he holds one up. But as he does, a long belted coat flies up out of the wagon. <gasps> Whoa. And Shaggy's like, zoinks, haunted uniforms. And Velma shrieks as she runs and she carries both Shaggy and Scooby from the flying coat. And it chases them back and forth around the cave, flapping its arms kind of like a bird. And each time they change the direction, a different one of them is carrying the other two. So they're switching off. And first Velma's carrying Shaggy and Scooby. Then Shaggy's carrying Velma and Scooby. And finally, Velma and Shaggy are clutching each other and riding on Scooby's back. So, you know. Yeah. I guess when you're panicked, you're also reorienting yourselves or whatever. Yeah, well, and also you get tired carrying two other people. So yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah, not easy. Division of labor. Good job. They run into a wooden elevator that's not unlike the one from Mind Your Own Business, and it plummets, but then it comes back up and the coat is still there flapping outside of it. <gasps> and Shaggy's like, oh no, we're cornered. But then Scooby realizes something and he starts snarling and growling, and a goose head pops out of the neck of the coat. And flies away. And the haunted coat falls to the ground. Because it wasn't actually haunted. There was just a goose inside. There was a goose in the wagon under all the Confederacy Trouble-making goose. Yeah. And so, obviously, the Confederacy wore gray. Union wore blue. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, he is a collector of Confederate collectibles. I think, I mean, 
I'm sure there aren't, but I think most people who collect Civil War stuff actually collect Confederacy stuff. They, you don't see a lot. Yeah, of like I mean, I'm sure side collections. There is um, one or two. I mean, there are some people who probably do collect everything, you know, or yeah, like it's kind of like World War II collectors. Or... Yeah, most of them tend to be Nazis. Isn't that funny yeah. how that works out? Yeah, I mean, well, and there are some valid collectors who do sure. collect Nazi memorabilia because it's part of the war, right? But then they're not Nazis. So, right. but still, it does, yeah, it kind of... It does kind of, seem like those things kind are kind of, of code, way. though, right? Like, yeah, just I'm a, a Civil bit. War collector, 90% of the time means... yeah something else and like i'm a world war ii collector but all they have is hitler memorabilia mm, yeah. yeah and if you were a kid from the 70s or 80s you were like ingrained in that because you watched dukes of hazard which is totally confederacy stuff so yep anyway inside the elevator shaggy congratulates scooby and then velma says she wonders where the elevator goes and she pulls the lever and it goes up and then they open what looks like a door to a kitchen because it's got that little like view window in the door but Shaggy is like, what do you know? It goes to Cousin Slicker's room. So I don't know if it's like in the closet or if it's like the door to it. I don't know. But anyway, they're now in Cousin Slicker's room. And they go over to the bed and Velma holds up Cousin Slicker's nightcap. He's gone. Just like Cousin Simple. <gasps> oh, no. And then the gang meets up in the hallway and Velma says, they're all gone. And Velma's holding Cousin Slicker's nightcap. And Shaggy is holding Cousin Simple's. And Fred has Nephew Normal's. And Daphne has Sweet Cousin Maldehydes. All but one, Shaggy says. And then Scooby gulps. And mm. Daphne puts her hands to her cheek and is like, what a night for a fright. Almost as if she thinks a night of fright is no delight, possibly. Mm. Anyway, and then Fred puts his hand on his chin because it's thinking time. And he says, four missing heirs, a haunted mansion, and a phantom shadow. And Shaggy says, all that's missing is a spooky organ. And then cue spooky organ music. And Velma's like, not missing anymore. <laughs> so Fred says, let's find out where it's coming from. And then he turns to leave. And then as he goes, the phantom shadow makes its weird, not really laughter noise that it's made before. And we've kind of just called laughter, but it's like, and then we go to commercial. Yeah. And it's uh, it's slightly weird because Fred was facing the gang when he turned to leave, which means if the phantom shadow appeared when it did, then everyone should have seen it. But apparently they didn't. So it's just kind of weird. Yeah. So then we see the gang is standing before the organ, but no one is there. So they don't know who is playing it. And Daphne says, whoever it was, they left their music behind. And Fred grabs the music book, which is titled Organ Exercises but it has some writing on it and the writing says feed the organ and watch the floor. And Shaggy's like, well, if anyone's going to be fed, it should be me. And Scooby's like me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they always think about food. It's been at least two hours since he ate his big super Shaggy sandwich. So. I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah. So Velma's like, you can't feed an organ. And Fred's like, but you can play one. So Scooby runs off saying he's got it, he's got it, and he comes back in a tux and tails carrying a candelabra in his mouth, and Velma's like, oh, brother, <laughs> here he goes, hamming it up again. 
<laughs> yeah, so Scooby plays the organ and he is not good. He's basically like just hitting the keys with his paws. <laughs> and Fred, Thelma, and Shaggy and Daphne, they all just stare at the floor to see if something happens. But nothing happens to the floor. But something does happen to the walls because they start closing in on them. And Fred runs to the door, but it's locked. And Velma tells Scooby to do something. So he jumps up and opens the storage, like the lid of the bench, and hops inside and closes it and hides. And then Shaggy <laughs> opens it and is like, no, keep playing. Maybe it'll stop the walls. So then he does all kinds of like cartoon antics on the organ. And then it finally does work, I guess, or they just stop for no reason. Something because the walls stop moving. Daphne's like, I want to get out of here. I don't like playing musical riddles. And Velma's like, that's it. She has it. It was a riddle. And then she plays the keys, F-E-E-D, on the organ. So <gasps> feed wasn't a word. What? It was the keys on the oh. organ. And then a trap door opens in the floor and reveals a secret set of stairs going down. Nice. Good one, Velma. Good one. Yeah. And the stairs lead to creepy cobweb catacombs, at least according to Velma, because that's what she calls them. And Fred points out five coffins along the wall. <gasps> and there are four closed ones. And the other one is dog shaped. Or, I mean, they say it's dog shaped. It doesn't look that dog shaped. It looks like to me. weird, like violin shaped, kind of, but like. It's kind of funky. But yeah, they're like, oh, it's a dog shaped coffin. So obviously, Scooby's like, oh, you know, not excited about that. Yeah, he it's whimpers. like a silhouette of a dog that was sitting, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the four closed coffin lids open to reveal the four cousins. Yeah, well, I mean, the cousins and one nephew, but yeah, yeah. well, I mean, they're it's, it's easier just to say cousins, but yeah, and they're all dressed in their regular clothes, so they're not even in their night clothes. No, they're in their regular clothes. And before anyone is like, all oh, Nick, like, don't be mean to Tori, just let her say cousin. That was actually Fred who said cousin, so I'm taking that directly from the episode. Yeah, also, that's not you being mean, no. <laughs> pedantic, anyway. <laughs> So then okay. the laughing chain clanging phantom shadow appears and we see that it's actually being cast by the actual phantom. So we actually <gasps> see the phantom and his shadow. And then as if that wasn't enough, a second phantom shows up as well. So we have oh no. Phantoms and Scooby faints and is like frozen with fear. So the gang grab him and they run and they're like running and they're holding Scooby over their heads and they run through a doorway, but Scooby smashes in the top of the doorway and then hits the floor and is left behind. Yeah, Shaggy always check appears. your clearance, guys. Always look yeah. for the clearance height. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, they're running from two phantoms. We'll cut them up a little bit. It's true. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. So then Shaggy shows up and he dips like a tub of water on Scooby to try and wake him up. And he's like, "Wake up, Scoob! Wake up!" And then he pulls out a Scooby snack, and the unconscious Scooby kind of sniffs it, and then he eats it, but he doesn't wake up. So Shaggy <laughs> grabs him and kind of carries him like Santa Claus's sack of toys. He's like holding him by his tail, which is oh, not great. Don't be grabbing dogs by the tail. But he's kind of carrying him like by his tail, like as a sack of like toys or something. And he's running and the Phantom is chasing them. But then Scooby's like, Reggie, you're up. Like, stop. He's like, he's awake now. And so Shaggy sets him down and he's sitting there. He still looks half asleep, though, at least until the Phantoms reappear. Right. So they run and they've gotten back into the mansion proper and the Phantoms chase them down a hall. But one Phantom hangs back and looks around. And up above, we see Shaggy and Scooby are hiding in this huge, gigantic, crystal, Tiffany-style chandelier. And they're giggling about how they fooled that goofy ghost. But then a ceiling panel opens and a phantom hand holding a pair of scissors appears and clips the chain that's holding the chandelier up. 
So they crash to the floor and then they crash through the floor and end up in the wine cellar. And they hear the phantoms laughing and Shaggy says, everywhere they go, there's green giggling ghosts. And a phantom rushes them. But Shaggy and Scooby (laughs) grab these cords that are like connecting all the wine corks or something. And it like pops all the wine corks, which then unload on the phantom and drive it back and they run. Yeah, there's like, like they're like they're, I mean, like, you know, like the exploding like little mini wine bottles that are like the toys, you know, you pull the string and they like pop. It's kind of like that, like there's a string hanging out. And then also on top of that, they like pull a couple of them. And then apparently that just sets off all the quirks and the quirks just right. like a machine gun. Yeah. It so, triggers. I mean, it's, it's so. kind of cool, but yeah. It's effective. Weird. And the wine is all like rosé, I guess, because it's all pink on the floor. So, mm-hmm. But I'm guessing it's actually like sparkling wine because otherwise it wouldn't be popping. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, then commercial. So then we come back and Fred and Velma and Daphne are being chased down a hallway by a phantom. And they run past a telephone on a small table and it rings. And so Velma stops to answer it. <laughs> and then the phantom approaches and she says, it's for you and hands it to him and runs off. And the phantom <laughs> apparently doesn't get her. He's kind of like, like he's trying to talk on the phone, but like no one's there. <laughs> he so, he, so he hangs up the phone and then chases after them. <laughs> He's kind of like puts up to his butt. It's just funny because he's like waiting for someone to say, and there's nothing, and then he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, no, one's there. Yeah. And then Shaggy and Scooby are pedaling a tandem bicycle, and Shaggy's like, Faster, faster, they're gaining on us. And then the camera pulls back to reveal the tandem bicycle is actually a four seater, and the phantoms are on it too, pedaling, and they're behind Shaggy and Scooby. So Shaggy and Scooby like leap off and run. We got like these two little short, like weird chase segments here, which is kind of weird. And then Shaggy and Scooby run into a room and close the door. And the two phantoms approach, but they apparently can't pass through doors, even though they do seem to float, because one of them reaches out to open the door. But before they can, the door opens by itself, and Shaggy and Scooby are standing there. And Shaggy is dressed like a Confederate general, and Scooby is kind of dressed like a Southern Belle. He's dressed like a woman, basically. And Shaggy reaches over, and he flips on an old music cylinder player. And then he's like, grab a partner. And so they're dancing. And then Shaggy reaches over, so I guess they're in the organ room, and he presses F-E-E-D on the organ. And then he and Scooby each back their phantom partner over the trap door, and they fall into the catacombs below. Because apparently the stairs are not there. Yeah. yeah track but anyway, the and then, I don't know. Yeah. And then Shaggy and Scooby laugh. <laughs> Yay. So then the gang has regrouped, and Daphne says, at least they finally ditched those creepy ghosts. But Shaggy's like, they'll be back. And Velma asks Shaggy how he got some green stuff on his hand. And Shaggy says he was dancing with those green ghosts. And Fred snaps his fingers and he says he's got it. They need to head to the laundry room. So I think Fred has a plan. Maybe. Maybe. Down in the laundry room, Fred and Daphne look very proud of themselves. But Shaggy says he's seen some goofy traps before, but this is the goofiest. And Fred says it isn't goofy. It's simple. They'll use a fan, some suds on the floor, and a spring-loaded ironing board and a washing machine. And Velma says when those ghosts come through the door, they're going to take them to the cleaners. Oh, Velma. (laughs) Gotta get those puns in. So then they test it. Daphne switches on the fan as Scooby sits in front on the suds. And he slides across the floor, and the ironing board launches him into the washing machine, And then Shaggy closes the door and Scooby laughs inside as he gets all soapy. So the trap worked. 
Yeah, and Scooby likes hanging out in the watching machine. It's all like, he's all like, he's all smiling. He's enjoying it. So he didn't get to finish yeah. his bath earlier. So that's true. And he, and he was wet, and then he lands in a bunch of coal. So I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't just like nasty the whole time until then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he probably is happy about getting a bath. So. Yeah. yeah. In an interesting switch up to this plan, Fred, Daphne, and Velma are going to lure the ghosts into the trap. Hmm. Scooby is standing on two legs and he is going to switch on the fan when Fred says now. So it's like a big like standing fan, like on a, like a big pole kind of thing. And Shaggy is sitting on top of the washing machine because it's a front loader. That way he can slam the door shut as soon as possible when the ghosts get thrown in there. So then the phantoms appear and Daphne's like, there they are now. And they run towards the trap. Scooby hears Daphne say now. And so he switches on the fan too early. Oh no. He also, apparently the fan has the reverse setting and he turns mm-hmm. it on backwards. Oh, so it's no. like blowing on him and he's like gripping onto the fan because it's blowing so hard. And it's apparently a hell of a fan because not only is like Scooby having to grip the fan so he doesn't get blown away, but it pulls the washing machine and Shaggy and the ironing board towards it like it's like a black hole. (laughs) And they all crash into Scooby and the fan and it forms some kind of like swamp boat aircraft thing. The fan's in the back and the ironing board is across the top of the washing machine like a wing. And then Shaggy and Scooby are riding on top of the washing machine and it's flying through the mansion. So, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be so bad, though, because they end up chasing the ghosts who go into the elevator down to the basement. So Shaggy and Scooby ride the flying washing machine out a window. And Shaggy says he can't steer it, but somehow manages to make it go into the cave just as the ghosts exit the elevator. So it oh. just worked out. I don't know. The gravity yeah. on this island is very specific. It just throws yeah. you into the cave. So the ghosts turn back and they all end up in the elevator and then back in the mansion. And the ghosts slide down a stairwell railing backwards, but Shaggy and Scooby flew down a different stairwell and come around the corner just in time as the ghosts land in the washing machine and Shaggy slams the door shut and the wash cycle starts. Whoa. So, I mean, it kind of worked in a really roundabout way. Uh, Fortunately, the fan stopped when they caught up with the ghosts. So, uh, you know, hey. Probably because running those same D batteries, you know, and so like. It can only power one thing at a time, so the washer yeah, started. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> the fan so, stops. No cords, so yeah, you got, they probably got some D batteries taped to the back of that somewhere. So yeah. So then later, the gang and the sheriff are standing in front of the unmasked phantoms, and they're hanging from like a washing line, and they're all dripping. And it's Mister Creeps and his partner, Mister Crawls. I am shocked that the creepy lawyer was behind it. I know, the creepy Pretty lawyers. Shocked. Yeah. First time we see Mr. Crawls, but yeah. Yeah. He looks kind of like what you expect him to look like. So the plan was to scare all the heirs off the island because then they would get to keep control of the fortune. And they scared off all the others fast and put dummies in the coffins. But their plan backfired when they painted themselves to look like green ghosts. And I guess that's because like it tipped off Fred to like yeah laundry. I don't know why that part is why they backfired, but it was. So sheriff says where they're going, they could use a good lawyer. So sheriff <laughs> getting a little dig in, like they're not yeah. good lawyers. They're gonna need a good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so then the sheriff tells Scooby the entire inheritance belongs to him because everyone else left, right? So hey, yeah. So one million dollars, which would be about seven million dollars today, not too nice. Shabby. No, um, no. Scooby opens the chest, but then Fred is like, 
oh no, it's Confederate money. And he holds an actual like scan of like a $500 Confederacy of America dollar bill. If you actually look what they look like online, hmm. he's actually, they actually use a scan of a real dollar bill. Hmm. $500 bill, mind you, which is weird because it looks really janky, but in real life, they looked really janky. So, you know, not surprised. They didn't design money very well either. Mm. Velma is like, How do you like that? We spend a night of fright for some worthless money in a haunted house that wasn't even haunted. And then Daphne points and says, If it's not haunted, then what is that? And we see this bone like floating in the air. And Shaggy is like, A haunted bone. And Scooby reaches up and he grabs it and he licks it and then he starts chomping down on it. Mm -hmm. And Velma says she guesses haunted bones are the one thing Scooby's not afraid of. And then everyone laughs (laughs) and Scooby chomps away on his bone and he's all ruby ruby roo. And then boom. End credit sequence. And it's over. Yeah, it was cute. It was a good one. (laughs) I, I like the fact that the money turns out to be Confederate money, so it's useless. <laughs> so they didn't win anything. I don't know. I thought that yeah. was an interesting twist. It seemed like that again, much like the like the jumping bean thing that we talked about with the um, which which is which kind of thing. And I had mentioned like it seemed like at that time period, like the jumping bean thing was a thing. Like all the comedy was like, I ate some jumping beans and now I'm jumping all over the place. I can't control myself. It seemed like the whole like finding a lost fortune and it was like confederacy money or something like confederacy money was really big at that time for some reason okay i guess it it was i guess it was coming off like the 100th anniversary in 1965 and moving forward so maybe that was still like everyone was talking about civil war and that kind of stuff again and so maybe it was carryover from that i don't know i just remember as a kid like there was all kinds of stories about like it was confederacy money and so well, I mean, I can see that being a big thing in the cultural zeitgeist, like you're looking for treasure or you have a relative because, yeah, you're, it would have been like, you know, a couple generations removed. But like you could have had a grandpa who had been alive during the Civil War, maybe as a kid and then, you mm-hmm. know, a great grandpa or something. And then, you know, they left their treasure. And so everyone's looking for their treasure and then you find it and it's like, oh, it's Confederate dollars, though. So it doesn't help yeah. us. <laughs> Anyway, like in a hundred years from now, people will be like, I found a Bitcoin treasure and it's worth this. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. Talk about, I mean, good for Bitcoin. Listen, all money is fake, but Bitcoin is extra fake and a super big scam. So don't get into it. Yeah. Um, someone's going to be mad and tell me that I'm wrong, but I don't, you I mean, maybe in some ways, I'm sure there's probably some Bitcoin that's less of a scam, but yeah, it's all, it's all a hot mess and I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. So please don't. And also, me. I mean, like you said, there's some Bitcoin that's like, I mean, like it's kind of Bitcoin has almost become like Kleenex. Like it's become like a generic thing. even though Right. So there probably of. is. But yeah, but there's a bunch of different like cryptocurrencies out there. Yeah. So anyway, other but. cryptocurrencies are available. The lesson um, here is that if you inherit money and they tell you you have to spend the night in a haunted house to get it, don't do don't do that. Just don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I- would, I, I mean, I would to, too, because I don't really believe. Then I wouldn't have I to mean, be a slave to capitalism. And, I know. And my life. Stop buying lotto tickets and just inherit money. That'd be fine. I don't mind being. Unfortunately, oh, I was just, not born into generational wealth, so I don't think it's going to happen. Unless I have some weird dozen billionaires and just redistribute. But you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I don't have any eccentric uncles or anything. I don't think so. I think I'm out of luck on that score. Yeah. Yeah. 
kind of a rod. It doesn't explain why the mansion was a piece of crap because like you couldn't use that money to fix it up. Because no, yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a. Also, you imagine okay. he was probably he was probably not maybe like you know in the head maybe. Who know? I mean, he's obviously a little eccentric. So yeah. Oh, and also, I totally forgot. I was going to put this in the notes, and I totally forgot. Have you, this 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 episode is basically the plot of the Cat McCanary. Okay. Where you have this, and it's kind of it's kind of the very first movie that is the like haunted house story, the haunted mansion, where you have like a group of people coming together and they have to spend the night in a mansion. Um, it's based on a play, so it's like that story existed before. But like right. the Cat in the Canary from 1927 is the very first like iteration of it, like on film. Okay. There's another. They remade it again, and they called it the Cat Creeps, but that one unfortunately is lost. So, Aww. and even this one, the 19 it's 1927, so it's silent, and it's got that kind of thing. And actually, it was only recovered like in 19, ironically, in 1970. Oh, so, interesting. Like, I mean, people knew about it, but like they didn't actually have any prints of it until like 1970. So, yeah, huh. but it's basically the same story. It's kind of the progenitor of all the haunted house stories house on haunted hill and all that kind of stuff so yeah but it's the same story there's even like a painting of the dude and he's like all like creepy looking and that kind of stuff and then they've got to stay in the mansion overnight and there's someone going around trying to you know killing off the the heirs and a uh, spoiler for a movie that's almost 100 years old now it actually is the lawyer and his partner oh well, actually, it's, it's the lawyer and one of the, the heirs that wasn't there. I shouldn't say it's exactly gotcha. the same story, but yeah, but like the lawyer's in on it. And then it's one of the one of the heirs who couldn't attend is actually the killer. Cool movie. You see it. It's got that. It's, it's got that kind of thing. Like if you watch the old Prince of Nosferatu, which was also a lost film, where like different sections are tinted in different color. Um, okay. so some of them are some of them are kind of like bluish and some of them are sepia i think some of those are intentional and then i think some of those might be just because of the deterioration on the film when they mm -hmm. got it and so the different canisters were you know not in the same condition yeah so, that would make sense yeah so interesting right. coincidence that this is basically the same story and then like the film was recovered in 1970 and so this came out in january of 1970 nice six months before i was born lots of cool stuff happened in 1970 what can I yeah. say? It's an awesome year. Cool. <laughs> yep. All right. You know what else is awesome? Supporting us on Patreon. You guys. Oh, yes. See, look at me. Look, I'm just, mm, that's, I'm, that's a good I'm, transition. You I'm nailed that so one. so good at this. You nailed it. I'm so good at this. Yes. So. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. And girls and non-binary people. I got to stop saying guys. That's the problem. I get stuck on that. Thank you, yeah. everyone. I don't, yeah, we talked about this. I think guys has become kind of a non -judgment. I think it has, but, but I know sometimes people get a little bit. I mean, I can see why it would bother certain people. And like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to be more inclusive. And then I, I just, it's so stuck in my vocabulary that it's really hard for me to like. Nope, lots of stuff is. <laughs> You've caught me several times saying things and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Just because I like, know it's hard. I, grew, it's just up, in I there. grew up saying yeah. certain things and then it's like, ooh. So and now yeah, sometimes yeah. they slip in. So they do. So I'm working on it, but it's one of those things. It's going to take some time. But thank you for supporting us. We do appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you soon. We will. Sooner than you think, even. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.
I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded at Black Cat Studios. Episode production design and editing is by Lazian Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz. And The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. Our premium feed is where you can find all of our X-Files adjacent bonus episodes covering television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like these bonus episodes, tell a friend about our Patreon page. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time as we rewatch episode 17 of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The actual season finale, um, although it's not really a finale. It's just the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. That's Snow Ghost. And try to figure out if, if the, the truth, truth is, is still out there. there. on the fly things just happen awesome all right